Hi. Hello. And welcome. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. You found the two PFFs you didn't know you needed, but you're glad you have. Congratulations. You have found your people. Enjoy the ride as we navigate what it's like to live live out loud. Hi. What is up? Oh, you know, it's just another week. Another day, another dollar. <laughs> Make you wanna holla. Make you wanna holla. I feel like so far I've started all these episodes with some sort of song reference. So <laughs> I'm here for it. Literally not a surprise uh, whatsoever. No apologies. <laughs> <laughs> well, this episode, like all the others, is gonna be a good one. I'm excited to jump right in. Um, but as always, don't forget Fridays with Friends. So good. And this week we have one of our friends. I mean, they're all our friends, but shout out to our type five friend who's going to be on the podcast this week. And I am so excited. Oh, man. I've t- oh, this conversation is good. So good. Um, We talk very highly of fives and this one is definitely a good one. Yes. So definitely get ready. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> and then we'll have four, three, two, one. So we're coming in around the corner yes. and finishing it out strong. We are. I'm excited. I, I've loved Fridays with Friends so much just because it's so fun to not only, of course, like we talked about, like get to talk to our friends, but also that we get to see things through their lens. And that is a lot of fun. Oh, a thousand percent. It's been huge and I'm really excited to see what we take with Fridays with Friends too. What do we do next? Do we right. let us know? Yes. Let us know. Yeah. If something we've talked about you want us to expand on, let we us will. know. We will. Yeah. Well, we might. Depends on what you guys uh, recommend, you know. Right. So <laughs> hit us up, follow us on social. And without further ado, let's just jump right into this. Let's do it. So... This week is all about finding peace. So last week we talked about overthinking. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people deal with that in one form or the other. Some people more than others. For sure. And so this week we're kind of tailing off of that really in that how do we find peace? Um, Right. Because peace is something that can almost seem elusive in our very busy, noisy lives. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about it. It's really a hard word to nail down. It is. The The dictionary defines it as a freedom from disturbance or tranquility. And I think maybe that's why we describe it as inner peace, because how many of us in our lives can really outwardly separate from all disturbance and be tranquil all the time if we live amongst other humans. Really fair point. I mean, you're not wrong. You know, it's hard to come by. Mm -hmm. There are a million things in a day that will seek to take our attention, disrupt how we're feeling, disrupt our emotions, completely derail our day, right? And so how do we find that peace um, in our busy, noisy, chaotic lives? Because even if you're someone who lives a pretty quiet life in your own space, most likely if you deal with humans in any type of way, you have the opportunity to lose your peace. So 
how would you say your level of peace is? Do you feel like you remain pretty even keel and peaceful or is it something that like you kind of struggle with? I feel like on any given day, I'm pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. But like even to go back, <laughs> we've barely been talking, but just to go back like a little bit, it's such an elusive feeling like outwardly. Right. Like when yeah. I think of, oh, do I have peace in my life? Or in my day-to-day, my day-to-day is chaos Yes, 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, yes, but internally, that inner peace, uh-huh. I feel like for the most part, I'm very even keel. I don't have like a turn-on-the-dime reaction to much. Mm-hmm. I feel like for the most part, I'm pretty like level-headed when it comes to things that could possibly derail me. However, <laughs> is that the truth all the time? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I have learned, I think, thankful for my type 8 husband mm. for showing me that anger isn't necessarily always an, like a negative emotion. Right. So I don't know if I'm tracking too much, but I think, yes, for the most part, I have peace. Mm-hmm. What would you say are things that steal your peace? Ooh, that's a really good question. I feel like I'm being interviewed. Well, no, but like, like, yeah. While you're thinking on that, right? It's like, I saw a quote a couple of years ago that really rang true with me that was basically, if it costs you your peace, it's too expensive. Mm. And so, you know, you can apply that to things like, um, you know, relationships maybe that that over and over and over again take away, you know, your your peace and maybe that it's, you know, you've outgrown that relationship and whatnot. Um, or, you know, maybe it's a job, you know, that you don't love and it just wreaks havoc on you. And so that steals your peace. And so, you know, if it, if it costs you your peace, it's too expensive. We talk about a lot about being happy and we talk a lot about, you know, time, but we don't, I feel like, put enough focus on yeah, but if you have a bunch of time, but that time isn't peaceful, then what's the point? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. No, I think that's like right on. It makes a lot of sense to me. And like, I think a lot of it's almost subconscious what would take my peace, if that makes sense. I feel like a lot of times that's like television mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like binging because. I feel like to in in order for me to feel centered and f- fully feel undisturbed and tranquil, that's having to uncover some of the hard stuff to get there. Mm-hmm. And I'll cover that up with TV, with money, with things, which seem very, well, of course. But, like, I really, truly think for me – it would be some of those, like, it, those aren't worth my time. Mm-hmm. I could be spending my time doing so many other things, and I'm not. And why am I not? But but at the end of the day, everybody else is doing it, too. So it True. feels like that's okay, and it's recognizing what will, not what will, but what can I do to find that peace? But I think you've just spoken to something that's so much deeper than a lot of people realize. 
in that we can't truly find inner peace if we are trying to numb whatever it is that's happening inside. And that's what you're describing, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're describing numbing out, right, (laughs) with television or, you know, I'm, I'm just fully transparent and honest. For me, I can do that with food. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and so it's like you pick your poison. You know, I'm thankful that for me it's not alcohol or drugs, but that is what an alcoholic is doing. That is what a drug addict is doing, right? If we look at that with more grace and, and compassion, they're numbing something that they, it's too painful. Right. And so for us, it's like, okay, well, Let's pay attention to what is it that we're trying to numb. And no one wants to freaking do that, okay? Like, we get off work, and all we want to do is veg out and, and just go numb from whatever it is. But, or we, you know, it's like we plan all these vacations, right? We're running away to go spend time. And vacations are wonderful. Right. But why are we taking the vacation? You know, back to another quote that I saw recently that was like, stop and actually build a life you don't need a vacation from. But that takes work, right? It's like if we were living at our passions and doing jobs that we really enjoyed, then we would enjoy television, but we wouldn't be numbing out of it, you know, in front of it for hours and hours. Why? Because we wouldn't be trying to escape from something that was causing us turmoil or stealing our peace. Right. And I think that so many things are chipping away at the peace that we should have that we don't even realize because we call it work yeah, or we call it a tough season in a relationship or we call it fill in the blank, fill in the blank. And it could be something so small too, like that we don't even realize it. You know, a lot of times people think that when you know, you're in the states of just avoidance and numbing Mm -hmm. out that you're numbing out from like a really intense trauma. That's not necessarily the case. It could just be, Oh, you're you can't really manage your work life balance very mm-hmm. well. You're letting yeah. your work seep into your personal life. I'm literally like speaking to myself in that regard. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's perfect, but that can eat away at you to the point where you want to just like throw in the towel at the end of the day or you don't meal prep and that like burden of having to then get off work and cook dinner and do all that stuff and not being able to fully relax, it can slowly disturb that inner sanctum, inner peace without even realizing it. And it, mm-hmm. those things aren't necessarily bad by no, any means, no. but it's the self-awareness yes. to understand that, oh, I do like my job. Or I don't like my job. Mm -hmm. Either way, I need to set some boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so that way, I have the energy to do the things that I love to do and bring me peace and bring me joy Mm -hmm. outside of this 40-hour work week, for example. Exactly. Um, I think that sometimes we think about people that aren't peaceful or aren't at peace as like, chaotic and loud and angry and that's not even the case it can present that way you know based off of who you are and your personality type but I think a lot of times it really looks more like that internal conflict 
Mm. And we're running back to whatever comfort, you know, that we think that we, that will bring us some sense of peace. Right. You know, but it's not true peace. Right. I know we keep using television as an example. And yes, it can. Like, I love movies. I love television. Me too. As a, an art major, I love looking at the beauty of those creations and those pieces of work, which sounds so nerdy, I know, but truly love film in that regard. That can bring me peace. For sure. However, <laughs> there may be TV shows and things that I watch that are bad influences on my peace great television but there's so much going on Mm -hmm. and it's an incredibly intense storyline and there's so much emotion and drama happening with the characters in the show and i get so deeply personally invested that i don't even realize Mm -hmm. that that emotion that i'm exuding for this television show i sound so old like (laughs) but for that tv show is actually taking away yes. from my own internal peace. It's not actually helping not, the problem. No, it's not refilling you. Right. It's draining you further. Right. And I'm not, it, that can be the case for even funny television too. Oh, for sure. Um, it can be a lot of different things. And like you said earlier, like I struggle with the food aspect of it too. Mm-hmm. I get bored. I binge. Mm-hmm. I I'm stressed, I binge, I'm upset, I binge. Like, insert emotion, insert food. Mm -hmm. I've gotten way better at that. I feel like this episode is shockingly more vulnerable than I anticipated. Same. Which I'm not mad about. But whatever that is... Well, and it can be anything. It can be anything. So I'll just give another example that's just kind of like a one-off. So, you know, we have game nights sometimes, Mm -hmm. and those are super fun. We have a group of friends, and we just really enjoy that. We play different board games. And usually that is so much fun, and we leave feeling probably tired, but we leave feeling (laughs) happy and excited about life, really, because we've spent time with our friends, and we've just had a good time. But we played games one night where we played this one game at the end of a long week and it was super intense. Okay. It was like all these different parts and pieces and you had to figure all this stuff out and the rules were new. And I got up from that table feeling like my brain had been through like chemistry 101 and I was done. Right. It didn't refill me. Right. It further drained me but in a situation that was usually the opposite right so it can be one-off things like that that will do that for you but that's not the norm for that right that's usually a really great experience and it's a lot of fun it was a one-off okay but I go to game night because it typically is fun and it typically does recharge me when I sit down to watch tv at the end of the night I'm not typically sitting down to watch TV at the end of the night just because, like, it brings me joy. I'm typically sitting down to watch TV at night so that I can shut my brain off from everything else. Truth. Right. So what are those things that bring us peace? Like, how can we find peace? I think that that peace comes more naturally to some people than it does to other people. Just like there are, like, people that are calm. 
I've never been described as calm. <laughs> um, that's kind of where this podcast came from. You know, I'm always been too much, too many words, too much noise, too just way too much. And so I'm not somebody you typically look at and go, man, that she has a lot of peace. You know, <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, just being hey, honest, it's just the truth it's not for everybody, you know, but I actually do have a lot more inner peace than I used to once I learned how to not overthink as much. And once I learned how to choose the right relationships and show up in different areas of my life and stop showing up in others. You know, and pressing pause when I need to and saying no when I need to, which I'm still working on the saying no part. But um, a few ways that I found in kind of doing some research and you tell me, like, which ones of these are your favorite. Mm. Um, So they say the top one, which doesn't it solve everything? I hate it, but doesn't it solve everything (laughs) on every list ever is spending time in nature. Gotta love nature, man. It does something for everybody, religious or not. I mean, it does something. <laughs> I, I realize that I'm the hiker of this duo. You are definitely not. So I'm like, nature, doesn't matter who you are. Everybody loves it. And you're like, get the heck out of here, my dude. <laughs> I love it for like four weeks in the fall. And... Yeah, that's about it. Because I was about to say, I love it for a couple of weeks in the spring. And that'd be a lie because I have allergies and there's pollen everywhere and, and it's covered with green crap. And I'm just like, you know, me and nature, we just are not friends. But I appreciate nature and I understand why other people love it. My husband will tell you that he loves to fish and the only time he can take me is like this one block of time for like there's a like two day window when the wind is just right and the temperature is just right and there's no bugs. I just, me and nature don't jive, but I understand how it works for other people. Vitamin D is great. comes from the sun and there's fresh air and grounding and all this stuff. And I appreciate y'all for appreciating nature. It um, is magical and fantastic. Mm-hmm. Grounding is so over, no, underrated. Mm-hmm. I could talk about grounding for a really long time and I won't. <laughs> um the I, way her eyes just lit up y'all <laughs> y'all we could tangent this conversation so fast with grounding look it up there's an amazon movie or Lots prime movie or whatever it might be on hulu it doesn't matter go watch it it'll change your life and realize that oh wow concrete isn't all it's cracked up to be and neither are shoes um <laughs> I love shoes. Just I do too. And PSA. then um coronavirus happened and I've been barefoot pretty much ever since and game changer. Anyway, 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 nature is super super powerful for some people. It is not everybody's sense of peace. Some people don't like bugs. Period. And that can cause you a lack of peace. Same. Exactly. Word to your mother. Like, I don't like (laughs) bugs. I don't like heat. I live in the wrong part of the country. I do not like heat. I do not like bugs. I do not like anything really outside but the sunshine and the trees. So there's that. I have the next option. I appreciate parts of nature. The next option is meditation. Always a good one. Always good. I, I, this is a great activity for us this week. Oh, no. Hi. I like it. Do you meditate? Um, honey, I have ADHD. Right. 
Uh, you ever seen Eat, Pray, Love? I actually haven't. Okay, I'm going to need you to read the book and or watch the I've movie. I've read the book. Okay, well, watch the movie because okay. Julia Roberts is awesome. Anyway, so she's sitting there the first time and she's trying to meditate. <laughs> and like everything in her brain is like just fire, firing off, firing off, firing off, firing off. And then it's like, God, this has to be like an hour. And she looks up the clock and it's been like a minute. <laughs> and that's how I feel when I try to meditate. But I know that meditation is good for you. And I actually think there's research out there that says that it helps ADHD because you're learning to train your brain. It does help. Um, that is what my psychiatrist tells me and my therapist. Yes, I have both. And you have a friend who's a psychology nerd. You're welcome. <laughs> and my mom was also a drug and alcohol counselor. So all areas. Yada, yada. Um, so good. But it really, I have meditated and I do meditate not as often as I should. I think for me, ironically, it is one of the fewer forms that brings me the most peace. Mm -hmm. If I can quiet the thousands of voices in my head Mm -hmm. and make an environment that is void of any sort of distraction, Mm -hmm. it is so powerful for me. Mm -hmm. I think I hit a stride in college with meditation um, and I've come out of it since then because the world kind of exploded, but I'll get back. It's really great. See, we could try that. We could try it. it Every could be day good... this week, we could try five minutes of meditation. If you could see me right now, I'm literally becoming listen, a turtle. Listen, I'll make a deal. We'll try five minutes of meditation and five minutes of grounding. I'll go outside. Barefoot in the grass. Barefoot in the grass. Because you can't ground on concrete. You can't ground on concrete and you can't ground in shoes. I, I read. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, fine. I love it. And we'll report that to our listeners how that went. The other ones uh, we do pretty well, I think, like be grateful. Yeah. So um, gratitude is something that I just feel like kind of comes naturally for both of us. Very much um, so. Most of the time. And then um, taking responsibility for your actions. Mm-hmm. Um. That's huge. Um, somebody out there is probably thinking, what does taking responsibility for your actions have to do with finding peace? You find more peace when you realize that the world isn't happening to you. Mm. That you are responsible for you mm. and what you're doing. And that for every action, there is a reaction. Right? So yes, things are swirling around you. Things are happening to you. But... We are, in most cases, the creators of our environment. Right. And even if that means, like, pausing and saying sorry to yourself. Oh, yeah. You can, you'd be surprised. I mean, we talked about affirmations a couple of weeks ago. Even just saying sorry for what you did to yourself yesterday, I would just encourage you to try it. Like, it is a game changer. What it releases in you Mm -hmm. is... Yes. Peace. <laughs> no pun. Um, the others are don't let your past mistakes define you. And that can kind of go along with like forgiving yourself, like you said. Loving yourself, mm-hmm. which kind of go hand in hand. Practicing acceptance and contentment. Yeah. Because, you know, you're not trying to fight against everything. 
So that brings you peace. And then the last one is my personal favorite, <laughs> which is decluttering. Ooh, we haven't even, man, this episode could be so long. It could. We'll make a separate episode for decluttering. Maybe even one for grounding too. Maybe. Well, but decluttering is so huge. You don't think about it? Changed my life, man. Absolutely changed my life. Because, and there's still places in my house, obviously, I declutter every other month because I have four children. But I used to have so much crap. Mm -hmm. And, like, the older I get and, like, the more kids I had, it was like, I couldn't stand things on the counter and I couldn't, and there was piles of stuff and I just, I couldn't do it. Right. And so I would organize things. So I've always been really good at organization, but it was like, you're just organizing clutter. Like you need to rid some of this stuff. And with every box that I got rid of, you just get lighter and lighter and lighter. And there's this whole myth around decluttering that like you have to be this minimalist and and you know you can't have you know the things that you want you can't have fun things and whatnot and that is not my life I don't have a capsule wardrobe I don't any of that stuff I mean life's too short I I wear pretty shoes okay but you you don't have shoes in your closet that you never wear you don't have clothes in your drawers that never get touched, that you're constantly having to move or maintain. And you get so much time back and so much energy back. And it just, your house feels lighter and you feel lighter. And I'm going to shut up now because I could talk about decluttering all day. No, it's definitely huge. And for people who are sentimental and are attached to things like myself, it's really difficult. Like, real difficult. Yep. Example, I had two totes in our garage zip tied there was sharpie written on the outside with what may be in contents in the inside maybe (laughs) and it's been like that since we moved to georgia what was in there could have been yearbooks could have been birthday dolls. If you're a millennial, you probably got the glass figurines with the year of your birth or whatever, or year of your age every year until you're 18. <clears throat> Those are really popular in like the Midwest. Could have been trophies. Could have been the VHS tapes that I caught my parents trying to throw away when I was like 13 or f- I may have been in high school actually. Either way, I dug them out of the trash and have lugged them around with me until now, and I'm almost 28. (laughs) All of that was in those boxes. And for me, it wasn't because they had value. Mm -hmm. It's because, oh my gosh, this is a doll that, you know my mom had or whatever. But something that's changing with the generations is that I don't have to carry that anymore, Mm -hmm. that a picture can be enough. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying like throw away all of your antiques and all that. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But those are things that don't have value to me and are taking up mental real estate and physical real estate. Correct. I kept the VHS tapes because I thought they were going to be worth a lot of money and then when I realized they weren't, I was like, oh, I can decorate my kid's bedroom whenever I have children, blah. 
and they have deteriorated to nothing because of heat and time. And then I, you know, all my trophies, it doesn't matter. All of that to say, long story short, sentimental value is very important. Mm -hmm. But even picking and choosing what you keep and what you give away is even more important. So I follow this creator who's big in minimalization and decluttering. And I heard her say once that if everything is special, then nothing is. Amen. And because I'm, I'm a super sentimental pack rat. I mean, I have, I have every letter that my husband ever wrote to me. I have like my kids' teeth that, that you know, that okay, like, fall out. Okay, that's hold, <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I am all for keeping the letters that I'm down with. The teeth, cat for real. Hush. <laughs> Listen, I'm the tooth fairy. Okay, the tooth fairy takes the teeth. Okay. 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 Just it is what it is. Um. <laughs> I'll let but it go. I have I'll let it go. I have lots of things from my childhood, right? That right. like I can't get rid of, mm-hmm. right? I have the old Disney VHS tapes, okay. But I I gotta declare those to the point like I only say the ones that were my favorites, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have the Beauty and the Beast original VHS tape because okay, right, right. I was alive when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, all that to say though, I have I don't save every piece of artwork for my children anymore. Okay, so I have they have boxes and they it's organized by year and I save a couple of things that they wrote that school year. Mm-hmm. I save a couple of like holiday things that they made and the rest of it goes because what are we going to do with it? Right? Like I want it so they can look back through it one day. When I'm dead, they're probably going to throw it away. Right. You know. I mean, right. no, it's that's exactly it and like the VH us tapes for me that was a tough one i was like oh well i could keep the ones i like Mm -hmm. and then i found myself like i like all of them so my husband just threw them away which is fine i appreciate that i love that but even like with some of the other creators i've seen too it doesn't have to be the whole thing right so like i have a t-shirt that i got from my grandmother my nana um after she passed when i was nine and i like it swallowed me i worked to bed all the night it is ratty as hell and i read that and i was like oh well what reminds me of this t-shirt is the dasani logo on the front not that it's a white t-shirt with holes all over it it's just the fabric in that logo just reminds me of her so i just cut i left the neck hole so i knew remember could remember it was a t-shirt and I left like a chunk of the logo, basically like what you would use for like a quilt or something. Mm-hmm. Because even then, I'm cutting back the space right. just a little bit. Just a little bit. I know we're spending a lot of time on decluttering, but it's such an overlooked it is. thing. And even if you just start, like if you are someone who's right now going, man, I wish I could find some peace. If I could give you any advice right in this moment, it would be go to the room in your house that is smaller and wouldn't take a lot of time, but that you think every time you walk in there, you're like, man, I really need to tackle this and set a timer for 20 minutes and go in there and just get rid of whatever you can. Don't think about it. Just like if you haven't used it in six months, three months, even let it go. Mm -hmm. Right. And you will automatically feel lighter when you go to bed tonight. Okay. And then the other thing is I am a proponent, even though I hate nature of Take a walk outside, even if it's for five 
minutes. Huge. Five minutes. And even if you live in a city and there's only concrete and you can't walk on grass, still being outside in the fresh air with the sunlight will work wonders to help you find peace. And I would encourage you to do it in quiet without your AirPods in, without your Beats, whatever. Don't listen to music. Don't drown your thoughts out with a podcast, even though listen to ours, of course, but (laughs) don't don't drown out your thoughts in those moments when you're trying to find peace because you're covering up something that your your mind needs to tell you right 100 percent. i um take walks i try almost every morning i not successful in the summer because it's so hot but usually i try to do about 30 to 45 minutes Mm -hmm. if i have the time and i wake up early i'll do an hour Mm -hmm. and i'll do half the time the beginning half, which is important, without any sort of audio interference. Yes. I'm taking in the sights, the sounds, the other dogs, the other humans, all the other things. And then the back half, I allow myself an audiobook or a podcast or music or whatever I need. Because that also brings me like levels of peace. And that's helped me sure. slowly get to the point where... Okay, yeah, I can just walk outside real quick for 5, 10, 15 mm-hmm. minutes without those things because I, I know I've done it for longer. Right. Well, and part of being at peace, right? Mm-hmm. That's the goal, to be at peace for as much of the time that we have as possible, mm-hmm. right? You're going you're gonna to run into things that, that threaten your peace, right? But to be at peace as much as we possibly can, especially in our homes and in our own environment. And so... Being quiet and being still or taking a walk and being quiet in a world that is chaotic and noisy and seeks your attention all the time is super important. Mm -hmm. And if we can cultivate that, we can find more peace. 100%. So if you're somebody who is just in a, in a phase of your life, or maybe you've already always struggled with finding inner peace, you know, I hope that you will take the time for yourself to do whatever you think needs to happen so that you can find that peace and know that no matter what you find yourself in today, that you are not too much, not too much. You're not too little, not too little. You are just enough, just enough.